It is Thursday, May 30th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from a recovering gem city. On the line, as always on Thursdays, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Goes well. Glad that you avoided a tornado, you and your wife and kids. And that we're here to do the show today. We are. The tornado hit literally about a mile and a half north of us and wrecked a couple towns, including Trotwood, the defending state basketball champs and a fantastic football program. So our thoughts and prayers are out with all those in the Dayton area fighting to get back on their feet. It's been an incredible experience. For those of you that haven't seen the carnage, go check it out. And if there's anything you can do to donate or help, please look into that. It has been a wild experience. And uh, thankfully, there hasn't been a lot of human issues in terms of injuries or you know fatalities or anything. But the Gem City is getting back on its feet. Speaking of getting back on their feet, it's a bad segue because, truthfully, Ohio State recruiting never off its feet. I thought the Red Sea was going to part yesterday when I saw... Bill Kerlick make a crystal ball prediction for Kendall Milton, star running back out of California, the apple of their eye on their board. Talk about Kendall Milton, your reaction to the Dean's crystal ball, then maybe let that bleed into running back recruiting because there was another interesting occurrence this week when the number one player in the country, Zach Evans, released the top five and the running back had Ohio State in there, even though I don't think Ohio State has put much effort into recruiting Zach. So, Long question. I will now sit back and appreciate your knowledge. Well, I think that Ohio State's top running back targets the entire cycle have been Kendall Milton and B. John Robinson, and they've also recruited some other guys, Sam Adams, D.J. Smith, Lawrence to a Philly, Jalen Knighton. Um, those are the guys that have been on the list. And then you talk about uh, DeMonte Trainum. Um, those are the those are Ohio State's top targets at the running back position. Zach Evans has expressed interest in Ohio State, but I think it's been more on his end. And, and quite frankly, I don't even know how interested he is in Ohio State. I think that top five is really a top three, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. That's going to be the slobber knocker uh, for, for Zach Evans. And, and Kendall Milton, um, Ohio State's been at the top of the list for this one the, uh, for uh, the entire process. Where they stand, you got to like Bill Kierlich's pick. I still think that um, he's got an upcoming official to LSU. He's been to Georgia this spring. He's been to Alabama this spring. Um, he's already he's got his official scheduled to Ohio State this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we'll see uh, we'll see how th- how uh, the dust settles. I don't normally like taking the first swing on the official, but maybe the Buckeyes get them in the fold by the end of the weekend. So we were just talking about this before the show. Let's try and put this in context here. We all know Julian Fleming is going to announce his college destination tomorrow. It would be a surprise right now if it was any school other than Ohio State. Would you agree with that? I like Ohio State for Julian Fleming. I think that that's the way it's been trending since he took his visit in spring, got a chance to spend time with Johnny Dixon and Terry McLaurin and and Paris Campbell to talk about their development, his relationship with Brian Hartline. Uh, they talk uh, almost every day. They FaceTime often. I think that Brian Hartline's um, uh, being where J- Julian Fleming wants to go is big for Ohio State in this recruitment. And it, that's one that's uh, gone a lot of 
directions, kind of like Kendall Milton. There's been different leaders or different perceived leaders at the top. I think that Ohio State um, has showed that continues to show that they can recruit against these heavyweights and, and, and win their fair share. And I, I like them to win Julian Fleming when he announces his college decision tomorrow. We don't know exactly what time that will be yet. Just know that we will have total and complete coverage of it when it does happen. And if there is a time announced, we will let you know that. But keep this in mind. If Let's just say hypothetically they get commitments from Julian Fleming and Kendall Milton. Just from those two, if you use your class calculator, that would bolt them to fifth in front of Georgia. That would also give them the number one receiver, provided Paris Johnson comes through, the number one left tackle, the number two quarterback, the number one center, and Milton is the number three running back, just on offense, all lining up with each other in one class. I said this before the show, and there's really, I don't have the research tools to do this. I'll bet you that's never happened in the history of college football recruiting to get that many number ones on one spot. You were in a wait-and-see mode on Ryan Day as a recruiter, given who he's replacing. If they're able to get this group together at uh, you know one of the midway points here of the recruitment cycle, how would that change your view of the Buckeyes, and would it? I wouldn't say my view has changed. I, my view would be wait and see, and then if he did all that, then I would just say what everyone would say was a seamless transition. Um, they could also land Clark Phillips, the nation's number four cornerback. Uh, they could land Lathan Ransom, the nation's number four safety. So uh, there's some highly ranked um, we got Jordan Morantz, our number one safety at 24-7 Sports. He's got Ohio State among his finalists. So there's some highly ranked guys at each each position that Ohio State's in a terrific spot for. Uh, it could It's on track to be one of the best classes in the country. There's five schools recruiting at a, a better clip than everybody else right now. Ohio State's in that mix and, and uh, going toe-to-toe as, as they build the roster that's capable of winning a national championship uh, every year. Just for ha-has, let's name the other four. That's Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Who am I missing? And LSU this cycle. Um, but okay. I would say I would I would say that the way Texas recruited the last three cycles, you got to include them. Texas is a Texas is in the conversation to win the national championship this year, in my opinion. Uh, they're not um, their class isn't as sexy right now, and it's really just not a great year in in the state of Texas. But what they did the last couple cycles under Tom Herman uh, was tremendous and, and should bear fruit for them over the next couple of years. You mentioned Clark Phillips. I want to get back to that. Clark Phillips, defensive back out of La Habra, California. Bill Green has crystal balled him to the Buckeyes, so that means something. If you look at his leaders, Notre Dame, Oregon, and Ohio State, so he's got two nationals and one West Coast, do you think Clark Phillips will end up in Columbus? I could see it. I've uh, been reporting for a while that I, that Ohio State and Notre Dame are the top two for Clark. He really likes Cal. He's been there a lot. He's really connected with Cal's DB's coach. Cal hasn't had a recruiting win like that in a while over powerhouse programs. So until it happens, it's easier for me to like Ohio State and Notre Dame. So we'll see what what else pops up. But I know those those two programs he's really excited about and. The Buckeyes' track record head-to-head against Notre Dame is pretty promising, too, especially at positions that are an offensive line. Yeah, I was going to say, provided they're not over 300 pounds and like to clear the way for people. Before we go, let's kind of put a bow on Julian Fleming. We are assuming he's going to commit to the Buckeyes tomorrow. If you could just give us a general overview of how the recruitment went, 
I know that there was some crystal ball love for Penn State and then Clemson and then Ohio State now has pulled away at the end. You mentioned this, but in the long run, is Brian Hartline go up the recruiter rankings because of this? He's definitely going to get a boost from this one if Ohio State does indeed land him, and, and rightfully so, as he worked his ass off on it uh, to build a connection with Julian and, and that trust that he can be developed. Because I think that that's what Julian's ultimately making his decision on is who's going to where who's going to maximize his ability and take him to the level he he wants to go to, which is be a high draft pick in the NFL. And that's not the only thing he's making his decision on, but I think it's the most important factor. Um, and, and so Penn State, Julian Fleming's been our number one receiver from the, the get-go in 2020. 23-foot-long um, jumper early in his high school career, a double-double uh, guy early in his high school career, and then obviously a terrific football player. He's just been an alpha in all sports. Um, Penn State is, is an hour from his home, and he'll tell you that his high school is between two cornfields. So it's not easy to get to Catawissa, Southern Columbia there in Pennsylvania. And at that point, Josh Gaddis, who's a terrific recruiter, was Penn State's receivers coach. Joe Moorhead was Penn State's offensive coordinator. And and uh, James Franklin was the head coach. That trio, it's pretty damn exciting if you're a recruit to go, to go play for those guys. But things have changed at Penn State. Moorhead's at Mississippi State. Gaddis went to Bama. Gaddis is now at Michigan. So... Um, I think that with that Fleming, it created doubt about his potential at Penn State. This is just me talking. I don't know if that's – he's never said that. Clemson, enter Clemson and uh, um, as the next leader, in my opinion. Um, they they uh, obviously have a track record at the position. They have a track record on the field, and it's a fun place to play. It's a player's program, and he went and visited in the spring and had a great visit. And I think they edged ahead of the pack. Ohio State was always in it um, for for Julian Fleming around the top, hanging around the top of the leaderboard. And and his last visit, as I said earlier in the show, really getting a chance to spend time with those three outgoing receivers. And then knowing that Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor, and K.J. Hill are in their final seasons, Ohio State's got a tremendous need at receiver. Cam Babb, my man Cam Babb. Another injury, that just sucks. Cam Babb was one of my favorite prospects to cover, just a, a good kid, and, and really hope that he can get a chance to achieve everything he's worked hard for in his recovery. But he's hurt again. So you got Chris Olavi is really your only the only guy you can point to and say he's done something in a game after those three. Now you're high on Garrett Wilson, but Ohio State, they're rotating six guys, and they're only going to have maybe two guys you can point to and say, these are guys we can count on. So there's going to be a tremendous opportunity, not just for Julian Fleming, but for these other guys that are already in Ohio State's class, G. Scott Jr., uh, Jackson Smith, Majigba, uh, to, to come in and have an instant impact and, and really be dynamic for Ohio State early on. So I think all of that collectively has put Ohio State in a good spot uh, for Julian Fleming going into tomorrow's decision. That was a wonderful wrap-up, A to Z, on the Julian Fleming recruitment. You also touched on the wide receivers. There won't be many, but they will be talented. The idea of lining up Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Julian Fleming and Jameson Williams and Jeremy Ruckert at tight end with Jack Miller coming in is just intoxicating to think about in terms of high-level talent. 
I appreciate the reminder on Jameson Williams. I mean, he can run. Obviously, he wasn't there in the spring, and that's why I I failed to mention him. So thanks for cleaning it up. But, but still, huge need. Uh, there when they were rotating six, seven guys, you know, they they need they need more capable bodies that can play championship level football. No question. And I had said this on the earlier podcast this week. I had forgotten about Jameson Williams, and that dude is a stud. So it's good to be a Buckeye when you're forgetting about guys who are probably going to end up making $30 million playing professional football. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Hope you enjoyed that deep dive on recruiting. Keep in mind, Julian Fleming is committing tomorrow. We will have more coverage than anyone here. We just don't know when. Keep it locked in. Have a good one, Buck Thanks, guys. See you on the front row.